0: Hi, this is Tarika Wheeler, your career mindset strategist, and you're listening to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I hope that um, if this is your first time listening to the Professional DNA Podcast, that today's episode is empowering um, for you that it is inspiring, uh, for you and liberating, and will help you make um, some tough decisions around how to le- how to handle honestly a toxic work environment. So, cats out the bag uh, for uh, those who uh, did not see what this episode was about. But we are talking about the toxic work environment, how you can navigate and really um, exit a toxic work environment strategically. You know, this whole month of October, if you're listening to the episodes in order, we've focused the month of October in 2021 around confidence and fear. And I will tell you, when you're in a toxic work environment, it does something to your confidence and you definitely may begin to have the emotion of fear come over you or anxiety or stress or overwhelm. And I'm here to tell you that you deserve better. You deserve better. You can be happy. You can be fulfilled and be successful all at the same time. And sometimes I know that it's very difficult to walk away. And so today, um, I want to dig into that. And I want to help you really advance and get to the next level by knowing and identifying a toxic work environment, and then some strategies on how to really navigate that experience, which can be so unfortunate and so difficult to navigate. And then also to think about an exit strategy and what does that look like? So, you know, it's going to be a rough road today, guys, but that's okay. Grab your notebook, grab your pen, your pencil. If you're riding in the car and you're listening or you're on the treadmill or, you know, on your bike, whatever it may be, that's okay. Take some mental notes, come back home, write it down because this is here to help you help you navigate being in a toxic situation being in a toxic work environment and how do you navigate that and also build an extra strategy so that you can move forward and move forward in a positive light in your career are you guys ready all right let's dig in you ready let's 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 I know I keep asking if you're ready because it's gonna be rough but you you guys got this you got this you're listening today that is a part of the that's a big step right that's a that's a portion of the journey that's a portion of the battle and now we're gonna dig in so that you have what you need so you can effectively navigate and exit a toxic work environment let's do it All right, guys, we're back and we are, uh, you know, talking about a pretty serious topic today. We're, We're talking about how to navigate and exit a toxic work environment. And I will tell you, there's nothing more frustrating than working hard, you know, performing at a high level. And doing so in a toxic work environment—talk about being counterproductive. You know, your energy is going one way, and it's met against a wall of negativity when you are in a toxic situation. And you know, it's hard enough, <laughs> to be honest with you, to chart a successful—you know—to chart your your professional journey successfully. Right? That it, that in itself is a difficult task. Now, you can do it. You can do it. You guys already know how I feel about you. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. What is that? You, Yep, you know it. You already said it out loud. You're a professional DNA. So it's not that it can't be done, but it takes work, right? Like to strategi- strategically, <laughs> to tr- why am I so tongue-tied today? To strategically get to the next level in your career, you already have a lot of the tools right inside of you. What happens is, Especially in these types of situations, is that you begin to second guess yourself, right? It ends up to um, ends up kind of impacting your self confidence, and you maybe start to not really see your worth, right? And 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 it, uh, it impacts your ability to have that self worth because, again, you're projecting positive energy, and you're met with what seems to be a stronger force of negativity. And I say seems to be because it's not, because it's not, and you are absolutely in control of how you react and can respond in these types of environments. But we're gonna get there, okay? But I, I again, I get it, I get it. You know, especially this is this is especially difficult and hard when you love what you do, right? So have you guys been in an experience, or maybe this is you now to where you actually love your what you do in your job? You love the types of tasks and activities and assignments and teams and all those things. You love that. But the environment in which your passion and your love are in is where lies the problem, right? So whether if it is the overall um, environment or culture within a particular company, if it is an individual or individuals, whatever it may be, it always blows my mind how much a toxic environment can just weigh on you. It can weigh on you, and and I've been there. And it's, gosh, it made me really second guess myself. Um, of am I good enough? Right? Am am I am I worthy? Am I um, like is this for me? You know. And and when you start to second guess yourself in that way, it brings on an emotion like no other. And I can I can remember. In times where I was sad, I was angry, um, I was anxious, had just horrible anxiety, Um, it was was just not pleasant at all. And I really, really wish that I had someone in that time to help me navigate that. But guess what, guys? Here's the thing. Because I did have to navigate it, I can actually share those successful strategies with you. And so this is coming from a place of experience. And also coming from a place of just really looking at uh, tips and strategies from other uh, experts in this space um, to to share them with you. But please know that this is not, you know, people will listen to podcasts and shows and it'll be like, what's the hot topic? This is not a hot topic. It's not something that we maybe like to talk about, but it's something that we need to talk about because I want to help you rid yourself of being in a place that does not value what you bring to it because if they valued it or if, if it was if it was a situation or an environment or job or workplace where you felt valued likely it might not be necessarily toxic right so it's again we're gonna dig into all of this today but um get you know put your seatbelts on because it's gonna be it's gonna be a little rocky i want to really dig into it you know when you um are kind of dealing with toxicity as a whole. Like I said, it can be a signif- it can have a significant impact on you. It can have a significant impact on your mental health um, and your ability to advance in anything, whether if it's advancing in your career, whether it is making advancements and improvements in your personal life, um, in your family life, You spend so much time at work, you know, it's just like kids, kids spend so much time at school. And so their school environment, their educational environment is so important, because that's where they spend such a great amount of their time. It's no different for you and I as professionals to where we spend a lot of time at work. You know, you're at least at minimum doing probably an eight hour day. And then depending on your field, and depending on the levels that you're in, you might work longer days than that. But we spend a lot of time out of a 24-hour day, and if in 24 of those hours, we should at least be getting eight hours of sleep. I know some of you are laughing like, <laughs> Tarika, what about the last time I've got eight hours of sleep? We're going to talk about that, okay? Because I need you to do better. But if we think about it, you know, there's only 24 hours of the day. If you take an eight-hour workday and eight hours of sleep, that's 16. Do the math. Like, look where we're spending our time. And so if you are in a toxic environment and how that's weighing on you and how much time you're spending in that negative space, think about the impacts that it has on your significant others, on your children, on your co-workers who are in and around you, on your family and your friends. You know, it. you may not even realize the impacts that you're having on others because of the toxic environment that you are in. So today, I want to turn things around. Today I want you to start taking the first steps to really turning this thing around. And you know, while you may feel like you're not in control, I'm here to tell you that you are. You are in control. You cannot control what others do, but you can control yourself. And that's what this kind of navigating is all about. Is you controlling yourself, your actions, your emotions, your words. You are absolutely in control. So I want to dig into how to actually navigate these types of situations and how to things you can do to plan an exit strategy. And here's the thing, planning the exit strategy doesn't always mean that you quit the job, right? And so we'll, and we'll talk about that because I think people feel like, oh, okay, toxic environment, you know, I have to leave. Well, it depends on the extension of the toxicity, right how is it is it a, is it toxic within a particular area within a particular team within a division with a person or is it the entire company and organization right so we're going to talk about that because i want you to make again strategic and smart decisions around that so let's dig in uh, to the first one which is really big and this is all about identification because i need you to know if something is really toxic so first and as you're navigating a, what, you know, you think is a toxic environment, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to identify if it is truly a toxic environment. And you may say, okay, Trica, you know, you've already described some of the things that I'm feeling. You've all, you know, this is definitely a toxic environment. Well, let's just do a check. Let's make sure that that's exactly what we're dealing with. Okay. So I would say, You know, what are the types of things are you seeing? You know, toxic work environments sometimes can lead employees to burnout, uh, fatigue, illness, honestly, um, due to like high levels of stress. You know, is that you or is that other colleagues that are around you? That's something to take a look at. Uh, Narcissistic leadership, you know, that's a big one. You know, the, the higher ups, the... Uh, directors, maybe even managers, or um, even VPs, depending on who you interact with, you know, your supervisor, your boss, um, demands that you always agree with them, right? Tell them they're right, make them feel that they are always right, Um, that they're above the rules, even if you will, right? So that's, that's something that you might be experiencing or others. Um, Little to no enthusiasm, you know, that's a big one, You, you should be excited about work, You should be passionate about what you're doing. And if you look around the office and not only do you not feel that way, but others don't as well, that might be a sign that you're in a toxic work environment. Um, Communication. This is a big one. So lack of communication or negative communication, especially if it's passive aggressive. You know, you and others may be in a position to where you're not necessarily getting information to do your job right? So sometimes you always feel like someone is withholding or not giving you the full story, almost like setting you up for failure, right? Um, Or perhaps they're communicating with you. But again, it's in a kind of a passive aggressive way. You you might want to um, take a look at this file. Okay, well, do I need the file or do I not? Right? Um, So that might be another sign of a toxic work environment. Uh, I got two more for you. High turnover. You know, sometimes you see a high turnover because maybe of a compensation and pay or high turnover um, just because of the type of work it is. But honestly, some toxic work environments, you'll see this high turnover rate. And really, that's got to be a telltale sign. And I, I know this this episode is not about the interview process, but I can't wait to start digging into some of that um, in these next you know few months as, as you're listening to episodes, because these are things that you have to, honestly, as a candidate, for a job, when you're when you're being interviewed, you're also interviewing that company and or organization so that you can get at culture. A lot of the times we put ourselves into toxic environments because we didn't do our homework on the front end or we saw some red flags and we kind of ignored them because we were really excited about the opportunity or we were really excited about the compensation. So unfortunately, we unintentionally set ourselves up to be in these types of environments because we don't do the work on the front end to ensure, you know, that's not what happens. So again, not this episode. We'll talk about it later, but there are ways for us to prevent putting ourselves in these environments. And then the last one I'll talk about um, is a big one, and you know, it's it's always funny games until it gets serious, right? And that's clicks and kind of gossip groups and rumors. You know, th- you, there's there's always that group in that crew that's at the office who um, is kind of very cliquish and talks about other teams, uh, talks about, you know, other individuals and such, and it's all great and dandy. And when you're in the circle, but when you're not in the circle anymore and you become a topic of conversation, that doesn't feel great. Right. And so sometimes it could be a toxic environment when you feel like everyone is kind of out there for themselves. Um, You know, they're not genuine. There's no real genuine relationships or friendships. It seems like, you know, everybody talks about everyone or people are just trying to survive. And so if there is someone who is like leading the toxic energy, there's a flock to that. So it's like, oh, let me be, let me be a part so that I'm not the target, right? Those can definitely be signs of a toxic work environment. So think about it. You know, are you in a toxic work environment based on some of the things that I've shared and some of the experiences that you've had? Are you in a toxic work environment? Are you in a place that is not healthy for you and is not healthy for your career advancement, for your professional development, for your professional growth? That is not healthy for you um, from an emotional, emotional and kind of mental health state. You know, are you in a place where you need to ultimately maybe figure out a way to exit or are you in a place to where you really just need to maybe move around a bit but not and not just stay where you're at there's lots of levels to it and I will tell you this you know I know that sometimes people just say well just go just leave. If it's a toxic work environment and you don't like it, you know, where you are, just go. I'm here to tell you it's not that easy. And for anyone who has told you that and you're struggling with operating and working in a toxic work environment, I'm gonna I'm gonna validate you and I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna just affirm that I know it's not that easy. It's not that easy just to get up and go. First of all, you get up and go where? You've gotta make sure that you have somewhere to go. You know, a lot of us, you haven't, you're gaining an income and you can't just cut off that income stream. It can't happen just at the snap of a finger. And so there has to be time to plan and transition. And you can't just get up and leave. And I understand that. Um, Sometimes that might just be whatever's happening within your career at the moment that it's just, it's not a great time for you to transition into another role. So I get that there's always circumstances around it. And I'm here to tell you, stop stop letting people tell you that you should just go because it's not that easy it's not that easy. It takes some planning. Okay. But what I want to do is I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to dig into, um, kind of five strategies that I want you to be able to take and apply if you are within a toxic work environment. Okay. About five strategies that we're going to go through to help you really navigate this and, um, help you as you are, you know, maybe in a position to where you're planning an exit strategy. And remember, planning an exit strategy does not necessarily mean that you're always leaving the company altogether. Okay, you're exiting the toxicity, right? You're removing yourself from that. So let's take a quick break. I want you to take a big, deep breath. And we'll be right back and we're gonna dig into those strategies. Okay, be right back. All right, guys, we're back and we're going to jump right into these uh, strategies. I'm going to give you five of them that I want you to think about when you are in this position of being in a toxic work environment. Guys, here's the thing. I know it's not easy. I know that it's difficult. You know, I've definitely been there. But what I need you to understand, and again, it's not fun, right? Dealing with a toxic work environment is anything but fun. But you don't have to be at the mercy of your surroundings or people. You deserve peace. You deserve happiness. You deserve success. There is no need to settle for anything less, guys. There's no need. And I know sometimes it just feels like, oh, I just, I want to give up. I can't take this anymore. This is too much to bear. This is too much to carry. And I'm telling you that you are 100% in control of the next steps when it comes to this part of your journey. And here are some strategies that could help you kind of think differently, perhaps about how to go about navigating you know this moment in time navigating and again it's a moment in time it's not something that's going to last forever because you are in control to remove yourself from it but I want to help you navigate this moment in time um, effectively so that you can get through this toxic environment and exit if you need to so let's do number one number one is don't stoop to their level Plain and simple, don't stoop to their le- don't stoop to their level. Don't reward bad behavior. You know, just like with kids, kids do something wrong, you don't you don't reward the bad behavior. Same thing. If someone is giving you negative energy, I don't need you to give your negative energy back. Don't allow someone to bring you down to where they are. You ha- create and keep a high standard for yourself. One of the reasons why this is so important is that a lot of times when we are experiencing uh, toxicity in the workplace, others don't know about it. Right? They may not know that all of this is going on. And, but they could be observing you from afar. And you never know, someone could be observing you because they are ready to help you advance. They they do see the value in which you're bringing forth. But if they see you negatively react or negatively respond to a particular situation, there's no context. There's no guide for them. All they see is you responding and behaving in this way. And that could put you in a position to where you miss out on an opportunity. I'm not saying that you should tolerate disrespect. I'm not saying that you should tolerate someone being demeaning to you. I made that mistake and I allowed that to happen to myself and I shouldn't have. I should have been able to speak speak up and self-advocate and say, you know, I understand that we are not on the same page right now. I understand that you're challenged with me right now, but please do not speak to me that way. Right? I should have been able to speak up in those instances and I didn't. And I allowed my self-confidence and my self-esteem to just be battered so much that I lost that ability to speak up. So I'm not telling you not to speak up. I, I want you to self-advocate for yourself, but I want you to do so in a positive manner and don't let them bring you out of your character. Never stoop to that level. Never stoop to their level, okay? And the way you think about it is, don't reward bad behavior. No candy for you, <laughs> okay? Number two. Number two is I want you to seek out a support system. You know, we've talked about this before. Having an ecosystem of support is so incredibly important. And it's an invaluable resource that you have got to build if you don't have it. Because you want to be able to not only reach out to that positive coworker and those that are around you. You know, you're at work for long periods of time. It'd be great to have some sense of positivity while you're there. In the midst of this toxic environment, but then what's your support system outside of work, right? Who's your supporter? Who's your educator? Who's your coach, your trainer, your spotter from a professional perspective that you can lean on when you are in these types of challenging times. It's so important that you seek out a support system and especially Those that are within the workplace, you know, I had a support system and didn't even realize it at some point, um, especially in these moments of time where I was just feeling so beat down and I felt like I was alone, but I wasn't. I had people that were cheering me on. I had people that constantly told me, you know, Tarika, we don't understand why this is happening to you, but you're amazing. You're doing such great work. Like you perform so well, like what, you know, what would this team or organization do without you? And I was hearing that. And a lot of times it was like, oh my gosh, you guys know this and help me. But it wasn't their battle. It wasn't their war to fight. It wasn't their war to win. It was mine. And I'll say the same thing to you. It's not for your support system to go in and fight your battle. It's for your support system to help build you up so that you have your own ammunition to go fight that battle and fight that negative, toxic battle with positive right, with positivity. So I want you to really embrace that and know that it is important for you to have a support system. It'll help keep that self-confidence, you know, gear up, right? It'll keep that gear in motion. It'll help keep up the self-esteem. It will help keep you motivated and inspired. And this is especially true, like when you love what you do, and you feel like the toxic work environment is pulling you away from your passion and what you love, you need those reminders. And oftentimes it can come from positive coworkers or again, those that are in your ecosystem of support outside of work can kind of help you uh, stay focused on you know, the, the goal, right? Stay focused on this is something you love. This is great, but let's help you get to a position to where you can either make a change or a shift You know where you're at or completely exit and leave. But I I need you to have that support system. I want you to be careful to make sure you have the right people in that support system, okay? Like, this is huge. You don't need a whole bunch of people telling you, just leave. Just go. Just leave. Like, why are you still there? Well, guess what? Unless they're going to supplement your income, I don't know that that's the person that you need in your circle because if they're not going to make up for what you're going to walk away from, then that feedback, that uh, advice is invalid. Right. A lot of times you can't just step away and walk away. If you can, and this is like disposable income for you that you don't absolutely need to pay bills, take care of your family, take care of yourself, hey, go for it. Step away. Step away as quickly as you can. But for many of us, there has to be a plan. You have to do so strategically because the income that is coming in from your career is not just for you. So the advice is not always just leave because it's not that easy. And I'm here to support you. So that you don't feel bad that you haven't stepped away yet. Because I know that it's not that easy to do. And it takes planning. And it takes time. Okay. So seek out a support system. The right support system. Those who are going to be positive. They're going to affirm you. Stand in front, beside, and behind you. To help you through this time. All right. Let's go to number three. This is a big one because... I talked early on about identifying your toxic work environment, but sometimes it might not necessarily be a toxic work environment. It might be a toxic individual, or that individual might just not have been prepared for the role that they're in. And it becomes to be like what I call toxic light. <laughs> so it's not it, it, it's not that it's okay, but it's toxic light. A great example of this is micromanagers. Micromanagers If you're a micromanager, I'm telling you, please do all of us a favor and I want you to educate yourself on how to be an efficient and effective manager so that you don't feel like you have to micromanage. Let me tell you something. Most micromanagers, you know, (laughs) they're born that way. They weren't born that way. Most micromanagers are that way because of trust issues, because something has occurred and has happened to them along their professional journey, and they are trying to be protective of that. And and most most of the time, it has to do with trust. Trust, and I would also say quality, right? So some instance, some experience in their professional career um, that was around a space of trust and, and oftentimes around a space of quality has taken away their ability to trust their staff to trust their employees and so they micromanage because they don't know how to step away guys leadership management is not easy and one of the hardest things for anyone to do who's transitioning into management is to delegate is to get out of the weeds and stop being the doer and become the facilitator and the supporter and the person who's giving direction but not the person who's doing the work so I'm not, again, not making excuses, but what I'm saying is that that's kind of toxic light, but it is a real issue. And you may say, okay, Tarika, yes, but how do I deal with it? Because it's driving me crazy. Um, so here's a couple of things that you can do if you that can kind of help you with micromanagers. Building trust. It's really what it's all about, is building trust. First thing I want you to do is anticipate their needs what are the patterns that you're seeing? What are the things that they're constantly doing every single day? What are the things they are doing that you have identified as micromanaging? And then how can you proactively anticipate that need? How can you proactively anticipate that request? So let's say you're constantly getting, you know, kind of the hovering, the over the shoulder, where are we on this? Where are you on this? I need to see X, Y, and Z. Um, can you give me a status update? let's anticipate that need. Perhaps you start the morning with an email to let them know what you're working on today and you'll give them a status report at the end of the day. Then at the end of the day, you're letting them know what you have achieved, what you've worked on, where things stand, and that you will be sure to follow up with them tomorrow morning so that they know the plan for, you know, next steps. You may say, oh my gosh, that's excessive. It's excessive, but it's necessary because again, you're trying to build trust and you're trying to show that you're anticipating their need so that you, I, you've got it under control. You don't need to micromanage me because you can trust me. I'm thinking through all of the steps. I'm documenting that for you. I'm sharing it in a, in a, um, a report, a report or an email each day. And it helps get them into a position of hopefully they can take a deep breath and take a few steps back. A second thing you can do in that is over communicate, over communicate, First of all, communication is key to any relationship, but with a micromanager, you need to over-communicate with them. So they need the regular communication plus the background to the communication. <laughs> and and I, I know that sounds, again, you may say, oh my gosh, Tariqa, that's so much. But what it will do, again, is build the foundation of trust. It's like ugh, the micromanager is in this place of, oh, they're not thinking about this. I need to stay connected and micromanage because the person or the individuals that are doing the task don't have all the pieces, don't understand it all. I have to have my hands on it because I can't trust that they're going to do it the way I would. So what you have to do is dismiss all of that, right? Dispel that thinking and shift that thinking and, and demonstrate for that micromanager that that is not the case. And so one way to do that, again, is over communicate, like, yes, send an email, but then follow up and have a conversation, walk down to the office, if you're in the office, jump on a Teams call really quickly to follow up to the email that you just sent them, you want to leave no holes, the way when I think about over communication, I think about that is plugging up the holes, right, you don't want to leave any room for a question. You want to plug up those holes as quickly and as possible as you can, okay? The last thing around building trust with the micromanager is adopting reasonable, I highlight reasonable, adopting reasonable standards. They may have a practice or a process that they really like and that they're, you know, insistent on uh, taking place. And a lot of times for micromanagers, it's probably going to be around quality assurance. OK, so you get it. Quality is important to you, too. Right. High, high performance and quality is important to you. Let's see how we can tackle that and bring forth an efficient solution for quality assurance so that you aren't feeling that pressure that or you feel like you just can't breathe because this is one way they want to do it and this is another way that you want to do it adopt their reasonable standards. If they have a way that they want to address quality, let's adopt the way they want to address quality. And perhaps you even give another layer, another solution to streamline that process a bit so that it doesn't feel so smothering for you or your teammates. So again, it's a, it's a toxic light situation. Um, It's not as heavy as some of the, you know, demeaning conversations or, you know, someone talking about you in the office or, you know, spreading rumors, things of that nature. It's a little lighter than that. And it's something that you can really navigate and work your way through, I believe, uh, fairly easily, fairly easily. It does take some time. It takes some commitment, but be proactive, anticipate the need. Over communicate, and then I want you to adopt their reasonable standards because a lot of times you're going to find it's not that they're unreasonable; it's just the way that their approaches seem so unreasonable. But when you get down to the foundation and the heart of it, I was like, "Oh, okay, really, all you want is for us to check our work." Oh, okay, really, all you want is for this to be submitted at four. How about we submit it at three thirty? See how that is? It's like, okay, it's not due at four; it's not due at three thirty. But let's submit it at three thirty because it's due at four that's going to, to ease the mind of a micromanager. And hopefully you are helping them and hopefully informing and educating them that they don't have to continue to operate this way, at least with you, <laughs> at least with you, okay? All right, let's go to the next one here. Um, We're, we're coming in hot with these guys. Like these are, these are quick and down and dirty because you don't have time to waste when you're in a toxic work environment. And that's one thing that I learned. I spent way too long in a toxic situation than I needed to. And there are very clear, simple strategies and things that you can do in order to help you in those situations, in the now. So I I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're going through this because I want you to start putting these things into practice now. If work is all fabulous and you just wanted to spend some time with professional DNA today, amazing. Share it with someone who's not in a great, as in as great a place as you are, right? There may be someone who is struggling with being in a toxic, work environment, share this with them. Okay. All right, we got two more. We have two more. Um, so next one is I want you to find ways to practice self-care and relieve stress, both during the workday and outside of the workday. Okay. That is so critically important. Your mental well-being, your emotional well-being is so incredibly important. And I need you to ensure that you are doing things during the day and outside of work to protect that whether if that be meditation, deep breathing exercises, whether if it be listening to a certain type of music on your way to work. Guys, I literally had to um, practice certain self-care and kind of uh, meditation-like behavior because I was so anxious about going into work. Like just the thought of going into the office made my stomach turn. I, I just, anxiety came all over me. I just, I was not well. I was not well. And I sometimes would just listen to certain music. I would pray in my car. So if you're spiritual and and prayer helps, is helpful for you, you have that conversation, Um, do so. I would meditate and just kind of do some deep breathing just to prepare my mind and prepare myself for the eight hour plus day ahead. Guys, we spend so much time at work. We spend so much time. Like there's 24 hours in the day. You're likely at minimum probably working an eight hour day take that to eight hours of sleep Which I hope you're getting I know some of y'all like <laughs> girl I get eight hours of sleep I need you to get eight hours of sleep eight plus eight is 16 16 out of 24 do the math guys like we're either sleeping We're working and then you've got some little bit of time in between you spend a lot of time there And if you're spending a ton of time in a toxic environment, guess what you're likely bringing into other areas of your life toxicity, right? And you don't want to do that. So I want you to take care of your mental and emotional state during the day and outside of the day. Self-care is not an observance. It's not a holiday. It's It's got to be a practice. It's got to be a lifestyle. You have got to take care of yourself. Others can take care of us. You know, our spouses and significant others can take care of us. Our family and friends can take care of us. But nobody can take care of you better than you. And it is critical that you do so it's critical that you do so. So I want you to find ways to practice self-care, find ways to relieve the stress, relieve the anxiety in this moment in time, okay? Here's the last thing. Here's the last one before we close out on this, guys. Here's the last one. Plan your exit. I know people tell you that you just should, you should just go. I know that people tell you, you know, why why are you still staying here? Like, you should just leave. You shouldn't put up with this anymore. But again, like I said, are they going to now supplement the income that you're walking away from? Likely not. Now, some of you may be in a position where that's the case. And hey, if that is it, put that two week notices and let's go. But a lot of times that's not the case and you have to plan. The other piece of the planning is that it doesn't always require you to move and move or leave um, from the company or organization. You might need to shift and move in, into another division or team. So I want you to think about that and what that looks like. You may need to move into, um, let's say if you you need to leave, you need to leave. And then I want you to strategically approach that by getting your resume and cover letter together and starting to apply for positions so that you can start the process of interviews and get to a place where you find something that you like, find something that you love, and you can move on. What I will also say to you is that when you're going through interviews, it's not just the person who's interviewing you, you're also interviewing the company. Because a lot of times, guys, we're in these toxic work environments because we didn't do our job on the front end to ensure we knew where we were going. We got to understand the culture within the organization. We have to know how to ask behavioral type questions and interviews ourselves so that we can get a sense of who we're going to work for. That's another episode. But I just wanted to share that with you, that we have to take some responsibility for when we get into these toxic work environments. And I will tell you, if I really look back, I knew I should have known better. There were things that were red flags for me. Um, They just weren't happening to me, but you and you always say that would never happen to me, and then it did. So you've really got to do that. But if that's the case and it's time to go, then go and go down that process. However, if there's opportunity for you to shift and not leave, that's still a part of the exit. You're just exiting that isolated area of the work environment that is toxic and going into a more positive place. But that too takes strategy, and you have to take the time to. Uh, do that well. And so what I would say to you is that, number one, you've got to engage in uh, conversations. If there's a team or a division that you really want to shift to, you want to elevate to, you want to migrate from your current toxic environment to, then you have to engage with those individuals. And that doesn't mean just, hey, go tell them, oh my gosh, I hate the team that I'm on. I hate the the uh, division that I'm in. You guys, ha- are you hiring over here? Do you have any opening positions? Yeah, that's not it. They don't want you to bring that toxic- toxicity over to them but what you do is you interact and you engage with them in a positive way talk to them learn about what what their division and their area does what are their, some of their challenges that they have um who works in that division what do they think about that division how do they like it like build a relationship and have a conversation right that's that honestly that's that internal networking that's that internal networking. And then as you're doing that, you're learning about some of their challenges. You're learning about maybe even their pain points. You're learning who works there, You know what the types of things that they're doing. And then you can start to assess where can you bring value? Where can you potentially offer a solution for some of their challenges? And then you make the steps of socializing the idea of you p- potentially going into that organization and supporting that org. I mean, going into that team, I'm sorry, or that division and supporting the work that they're doing. Is there opportunity there? Who might I talk to about, um, you know, re-supporting the work that you guys are doing? Or are, the, are there any available opportunities, right? So then you can have the conversation, but you don't just jump in. You've got to engage and interact and build relationship And then socialize the idea of you coming to that team and bringing forth value and um, providing solutions for maybe some of the challenges that they're having. See the difference there? That one's huge. So you could need to fully exit. And if that's the case, let's rock and let's do it. Let's update the resume, ensure that it's including not just your roles and responsibilities, but your accomplishments. Let's update the cover letter and let's start applying to jobs in which you are aligned with and qualify. If that's not your path and it's that you love the company, you love the organization, there's a pocket that has a toxic um, behavior to it, then let's look to shift, right? It's a different type of exit. It's a shift. And now let's identify where you might go. Okay? So those are the strategies, guys. I mean, I know we went through those. We got through it. But the reason why I wanted to do that is because I'm creating a sense of urgency for you. I hope that you are taking notes. I know I came in super hot with this today because... If it's time to go, let's go. If it's time to shift, let's shift. What you cannot do is rest in this place of a toxic work environment. It is not healthy for you. It is not healthy for those that are around you. You do not deserve it. You deserve better. You deserve more. You do not have to settle to to operate in this space. All right? Guys, we're going to close this thing on out. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Like that. I know it was quick, but Again, I need you to understand the sense of urgency. So we're gonna close this thing on out and I'll be right back. All right, guys, I hope that today's episode was helpful for you. Guys, I want so much for you to love and be passionate about what you do love and be passionate about your performance in your workplace and who you perform with who you work with who you engage with that you are looking and excited to wake up every day and and do the work that you do you deserve that you deserve that you do not deserve to operate in a place that is not see you For the value that you bring. You do not deserve to operate and work in an environment that does not support you. You do not deserve to work in an environment that is disrespectful, that is demeaning, that is, um, you know, not supporting you in a positive light. You do not deserve to be in a workplace that is negative. You deserve more. And I need you to understand that you are more than enough and you deserve nothing but the best. You deserve to get to the next level in your career. You deserve to advance in your career and do so without working in a negative work environment, in a toxic work environment. And so that's why today was so important for me. I really wanted to be sure that we talked about ways that you can navigate and exit a toxic work environment because you deserve better. You deserve better. Guys, if this is a challenge for you and this was really scraping the surface, but you really need to have a deeper conversation, I'm here. As your career mindset strategist, I am here and I would love to talk with you. Book a free discovery call. Click the link in my bio on Instagram, professional underscore DNA. Let's talk. Send me an email, info at yourprofessionaldna.com. Let's talk. You deserve better. You deserve more. And I want that for you. You know how I feel about you guys, my achievers. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And that's your professional DNA. But your professional DNA cannot be at its best if you are not operating and working in a positive work environment. And that's what I want for you. Guys, have an amazing week. Until next episode. Bye.